Welcome to the fourth episode of the 34 Podcast. I'm Logan, and with me today is Raptor. Once again, how's it going, everybody? All right. In our first topic today, we're going to talk about Rob Manfred. How do you feel about him? Because I feel like um, he's the worst commissioner that there's been in a while for any sports league. In my opinion, he is forcing this whole thing completely. I think he, he does the- too much. He, he does too much. He's forcing the issue. You got 19 cases for the Marlins alone. You got 13 for the Cardinals now. If that's not a sign to cut things off or shouldn't have start, started things in the first place, I don't know what is. He should have bubbled up. He's an idiot. NHL's fine. NBA's fine. And they're both in a bubble. But when you try to play at every every arena, or no, every this diamond, this happens where you got people going to the nightclub, i.e. the Marlins, going to probably the same place Lou Will went because I think they were playing the Braves. Yep, they were. So I guess the chicken wings are too tempting for people nowadays. Must be, but Rob Manfred is just, he doesn't, I don't think he, I think he said that if we don't get this under control, we're going to have to cut off the season. Well, he shouldn't have even started the season in the first place, honestly. Well, if he's going to run it this way, yeah. I mean, it could be done. He's just doing it in a very dumb way. No, but he should have said, I don't, okay, guys, we I, don't, wait next year. I don't see the point of every single team playing at their own arena because then you have to have people and staff for every single arena. Which then becomes more people, which then in turn means more possible cases. They should have ran... Like two arenas, two. It's not an arena. It's a stat. It's a baseball park. But they yeah. should have had two parks, like two in the east and two in the west, and have people playing that instead of just and then have them like the the NBA and like the bubble in well, a certain area. They could run it all day. They could have like three or four p three or four teams a day playing each each separate stadium. Each separate park. That would work. That really would work. And then you don't have to worry about as many people. And maybe if you weren't so cheap, you could use some of that contract money you ripped off from the players to pay for them to be in a hotel room near the arena that you watch. Yeah, but what does uh, what does Manfred think about that? No, we don't need to do that. Nah. Do nah. Let's just have 30 cases between two teams, you know? Let's... The only thing I take serious is when somebody throws at the guys that I let off free. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. only thing I don't like is when they throw Joe Kelly gives them a freaking slider, 90-mile-an-hour slider right towards the back of the head. Eight games. Astros literally knew what was coming. And they get nothing. They basically get a pat on the back. Don't they get to keep their championship trophy and they get to keep the rings? Like the equivalent for the Astros was just don't do this again. Okay, have fun. Yeah, don't do this again. But we're gonna let you play. They should have made him sit out the whole season. They and Joe Kelly gets eight games for throwing a pitch that I would have thrown if I was in that position too, because I'd be pissed too. Well, he wasn't even on the team, but I get why he's mad. Every pitcher Except should be I doing that. Except I tried to hit him more than he did. I he probably right tried. Him. I don't know how accurate he is because there was a video that came out during the summer where he broke his own window, and he's supposed to be a professional pitcher. But you know, I mean, 
We're, we're not going to talk about that, you know? No, they should let them fight. I don't care if there's COVID or not. They're already playing. I don't get why, like, some leagues, like the NFL is talking about where players can't, like, high-five each other at the end of the game. You're already basically touching each other. It doesn't matter. At that point, yeah, it doesn't matter. At that point, you're already in the arena. What does it matter? The ballpark. Yeah. I keep calling it an arena. I'm an idiot. Just call it a stadium or a park. Stadium. All right. We'll stick with that one. But yeah, I, and Manfred, he just seems like such a pencil pusher. I don't. Other than the fact he doesn't know what he's doing, basically. He doesn't know what he's doing. They need to bring somebody in there. The owners need to be on that. The only re- the owners probably like him though, because what he did with the contract screwed all the players. Less money we have to spend on the players. Okay. Even though it's a guaranteed contract, it's not their fault yeah. that this virus happened. These guys who really want the contracts taken down, living their mansion they, on a... They got signed to their contracts, but then they're getting screwed under their money, but they didn't know this was coming. Well, I'm talking about the owners go out to their big houses where they've got money and just... They just got gobs of money, and they're they out here worried about one-year contracts when they literally own a baseball park. And team. And a team. <laughs> yeah. They literally are saving money anyway by not paying people to be at the arena. I mean, come exactly. on. Exactly. It's <laughs> so stupid. Base. This is why baseball is losing like its fan base hard. For one thing, baseball doesn't realize that people like to share stuff online. Anytime somebody shares a clip online, it gets DC DCMA takedown because they don't want any clips shared online. Which kills the like, especially our age group, the fan base, because they want to share stuff. The knowledge of the game, showing clips of like cool plays or whatever. Yeah. They don't get how the young people work. They're like stuck in the stone age. They still think they're America's sport when it's either it's probably football, but basketball's up there too. Yeah, like for me and you, we well, I mean, it, we obviously don't live in the same area, but we share it with each other by social media, right? So it's yeah. Like, that's where everybody's on. I mean, that's. I mean, it's just stupid. You gotta let. It's free advertisement, but they don't get that. They think, oh, I could be making money off this clip, but no. When the naturality, that's not at all the facts. We don't want money off the clip. They We're need just to... to see. And... Yeah, they need to get a new commissioner in there. That's just, just. Focused on tech, like get them in the tech market, and then maybe they can start really pushing and getting people back watching the game. Yeah. Because they're dying that way. And Rob Manfred making people mad with issues like the Astros and the contract situation and suspending and people for big games. When, when it's his job to make sure it goes off without a hitch, like Adam Silver and, and the NBA have done. And then his only, and then Manfred's only thing is, if we don't get this under control, literally the day after he said that, 13 cases for the Cardinals. Yeah, and it, what has he done? He's just all talk, too, because if he was serious about it, they should be done right now. I would have called it. Like, that's another 13. Like If he was serious, he's not serious. He's all talk, but he doesn't want to cancel it because of all the money. That's all he's, that's all him and the owners are worried about. Yeah. Even Roger Goodell, whether the Patriots cheated or not, and that's the same the way the Astros are in it, he 
he put them he put Brady out for like six games. He actually yeah, did something yeah. to somebody that was accused of cheating. He did suspend them, yes. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have you gotta make the the players and the fans feel like you at least care when somebody disrespects a game. And Rob Manfred hasn't done that, and he won't do that. He doesn't care. Okay, we're going to get into the bubble now. And the bubble's been going off without a hitch. They've done two rounds of testing after the first one, and nobody's had any cases whatsoever. So unless something unforeseen happens, which I highly doubt it will, we're going to get just keep rolling. I mean, every day I think there's... I mean, we already talked about it, five or six games, and it's just been high yeah. action, high scoring, and it's just been fun. It's been fun to watch. It's been <laughs> fun to watch. What do you think about some of the top performances? Okay, well, for top performances, number one, we have, and you you love this guy, Luka Doncic. I was thinking Bubba Warren, but... Uh, yeah, Luka Doncic, first Luka. person in the regular season, which we're technically still in, that yeah. is uh, the 10th person to have a triple-double with 20 rebounds, and I think he's the last one. Well, no. Yes, you heard that right. Luka Doncic grabbed 20 rebounds. Yeah, 20 rebounds. Uh, he's only, like, Oscar Robinson did it a few times, but I don't remember who the last one was, but it's been a while since anybody's done that. It's probably Russ. I'd say it's probably Russell Westbrook yeah. in like 16 or something. But Yeah, yeah it doesn't... no, because didn't he have a – no, he had a 20, 20, and 20. Yeah, Russ did it, but it's very rare. Yeah, but he had and 20, 20, and 20. Luca put up 38 or 36 with this one, and that was after yeah. the game before where he had 40-point triple-double with like 40, 12, and 10. Luca wants the shit. <laughs> That's what he wants. Not this year. I I mean, no. if he came out of nowhere and did it, it wouldn't hurt my feelings any, but definitely in the future, him and Porzingis got something going. But another one that's had a big performance that just took me back was uh, TJ Warren, as I'm going to now refer to him as Bubble Warren. Because in the <laughs> bubble, he's been going off. He hasn't had any game less than 35 points. I think... Uh, well, he had the 50-point game, which was 53, which was insane. He had nine three-balls, I think, that game. Which, when I saw the stats of that game, I'm like, T.J. Warren, what? He Literally, the Pacers got him for cash consideration from the from the Suns. They literally stole him from the Suns. And look what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but Warren has just been going off. He leads the bubble in scoring. He has and, the like, most points. And, like, no offense to, like, not even to say the lesser players, but the players you wouldn't expect to do stuff are the ones that are doing things right now, and it's really actually cool to watch. Well, yeah, uh, the scoring is easier because the hoop behind the hoop is a black curtain, and, and what, not a bunch of fans. Yeah, the fans mess people up. I mean, the great players play through it, but some people shoot better when it's just in like a like a gym format with nothing behind. Which is literally movement. what it is right now. It's literally a gym. Yeah. I mean, the only fans are other teams if they want to come and watch. But, yeah, TJ. But, like, their fans are, like, the. I'm I'm not sure if you've seen it, but, like, they have. Oh, yeah. Fans via, like, Skype or something. Yeah, they've had. uh, 
I think uh, Chris Paul's kid was up there. Giannis's yep. baby's been up there. You've had Lil Wayne was on the Lakers one tonight. I think whoever the home team is, they have all of their guys on there. I think the home team. No, they get they've put in a few, but I think it's like seventy five, eighty percent home team. And then the other twenty to twenty five is the yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I like that, true. and they're pumping in noise, so it works. Yeah. I mean, there's probably someone in the game that they don't even notice by the fourth quarter anyway, but. Yeah. Yeah, but. Then you got, like you said, we're talking about TJ when his. TJ. Yeah, but TJ, I think the reason why he's doing this is because the bonus, uh, I don't, broken foot, I think. But yeah. he, I think they're just telling him to just shoot the ball and it's working for him. Yeah, that's what you said. You heard that the, the or you think the Pacers just said, take the ball and shoot it. I mean, they need more scoring because Oladipo's only giving them like 15, and which is good, but like I said, it's kind of mediocre compared to his numbers a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then um, Zabonis averaged like 25 for them, so they needed that bump in scoring, and he's given them the extra 15, 20 they've needed. So, and like you said, with the 35 and night, no, nothing less so far. I think they'll have Boston first round. That could be fun to watch. That's that this all depends on if Warren can keep the streak up because if he gets cold, I think that's not going to be good for them. He has to speaking at least of, give them like 25, 30. Yeah. Spe- speaking of Boston, it's not really a single player perform. Well, it kind of is with Tatum and I guess with the Trailblazers Lillard, but that game was insane. I didn't catch that one. What, did, what happened in that one? The Trailblazers came back down from 20, pretty much on the shoulder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Step back. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm not sure if you saw the one shot, but when he got fouled, he got pushed at the hash. In midair, he shot that thing, wetted it. I didn't see any and of that game, actually. I've watched a lot of them, but not that one. And then it ended so weird. Like, when I mean weird, it ended weird. Like, Nurkic, he decided to try to throw a full court. And when I, I, well, I saw the end, I did see I, it. Yeah. That way, he just lost control of it. I mean... The man, I think he led them in scoring that game, so it's not like you can throw the book at him, but it's like, dang, we needed nah, that moment. Nah, Dave had 30-something. He led it. He did. Uh, well, Nurkic was there with, like, 20-plus, and, like, it, Nurkic has been the best player on their team for the total games. Dame's had his high games, but Nurk has been the most consistently yeah. high scoring. I think Dame had 31, and... Tatum had 40-something. Melo had, I don't know who they played yesterday, but he was the one who put it away for him yesterday. He played the Rockets. The Rockets, the yeah, Rockets. they put, yeah, on his team, the team that sent him down the river and made him uh, not be able to play it. for a year, but yeah. worked out for him. But, yeah, everything's lining up just like I thought it would, at least for Portland in the seating. But we'll talk about that later. Who else have you seen? Uh, that's went off. Uh, John Morant. And John Morant. Game. Yeah, the 22 and 12 game. Yep. That's the type of thing. And I kind of going back to the last podcast, that's the type of thing that makes me want to say rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, he just played so many games. It's hard yeah, for them to. Yeah, that's just the thing. But then another. Well, Zion hasn't been – he's been inconsistent in the bubble. Jaws look better than he has. But he hasn't got the minutes, though. Like, you were just talking about this before. Well, yeah, 
as soon as they gave him more than 20 minutes a game, he's good. But that's he's dropping his the point. Pels just aren't focused on winning this year. They're more worried about keeping Zion for the long run. I don't blame them, but I know it's hurting Developing them. Zion at the NBA level, too. Yeah. Yeah. I know it has to be done, but it's kind of just, it's just not. <laughs> It's not going to get the Pelicans wins doing that. And I guess probably not this year isn't really their time anyway. So It's really not. And then another, like, I'm not sure because I didn't really watch the full game. So I'm not sure if it was a full game crazy effort. But the game winner by Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. But that was over PG and Kawhi. He did the footwork on that that he used to get open because he kind of did a, a step back almost into that shot. It was like and a no. It was more like a fadeaway. A, a sidestep fade. Was that what it yeah. was like? Okay, yeah. I knew he shot. just like he got his footwork so good he can he can just get to his shots and once he gets up in the air he's once he sees the hoop he's it's in. It's water. Yeah. They were the whole game. He was only getting guarded by PG and Kawhi, and he's still at thirty five. If they can get one more good play in the draft, I think they're eighth seed. For if, sure, okay. A score just popped up on my phone. The Raptors are currently up by 20, so that's good. Up by 20. Uh, they're playing the Magic, though. Like yeah, I said, I the Magic, I mean, home court. But, I mean, that's they lost scores, Isaac. Speaking of scores and points, um, and, I mean, this might be a controversial topic. But if anybody's been paying attention to the Lakers tonight, um, it seems like when AD isn't scoring 30, they're not winning. Well, that's what happened. And uh, I don't know who they played the other day, but when Davis only had 15, it was against Toronto when Siakam and Gasol shut him down. OG and Anobi shut down LeBron, so that helped. Yeah, but it's just Anthony Davis has to play good for them for them to win. LeBron's yeah, I mean, trying like, to do it all himself to LeBron, today. I don't... It's just... It seems like the games they've won this time in the bubble is just when AD plays good. If he doesn't play good, they seem to always come out on the bottom. Yeah, they have to have that inside presence because LeBron has to shoot out of it, and he's he's trying to be Steph Curry lately. I I don't get – I know he's getting older, and I know Davis likes to paint, but he's still like 250, 6'8", 250. You see what Zion does. He needs to be taking it in. He mails it in too much. He needs – I, I'm not. He, he's not one of my favorite players, but I know his skill set. What he needs to do is get to the rack. He tries to shoot too much. He's shooting today. He's thirty six percent, and he's zero for five from three because he's trying to shoot too much. He needs to just take it at the rack. He may be starting that because he's got nineteen now. But yeah, LeBron but, seems to. I feel like his first thing in his head every time down the court is where's AD. Well, yeah, At that's, this point. he has to, there has to be an on and off switch for that. He has to realize that sometimes he has to take it. And I mean, he's been there. He should know that he needs to, he's too reliant on Davis. He's just, his brain is so tuned this season to pass to Davis that when that doesn't happen, he's doesn't like nothing. Out. It's not like he's even passing to like Kuz that much either. He's not. He's not passing it to many other guys. I mean, he can even hit JaVale McGee a little bit. 
I mean, JaVale can shoot now, low key. I've they've got to figure that out. I mean, it's not even JaVale shooting, but like when they're on Davis, JaVale is going to be open. You got to, I don't know if he's got tunnel vision or what, but they got to figure that out because a team like the Clippers are going to give them trouble when they have Harrell on, and Zubak on Davis and other teams, Toronto, if that's how the finals matches up, if they make it to there, if both make it to there, everything's up in the air right now. And, I mean, based on the play right now, the Raptors have a better chance than the Lakers. Well, that's – yeah, that matchup was not good for the Lakers because of the – Gasol's once was defense – was he – he's been on first teams. I don't know if he's one of the defensive player of the year, but – He has. He has. Okay. Well, yeah, he's definitely a great defensive player. He won it back in, like, early Grizz days, but he won Yeah, grit and grind with Zebo, But, yeah – who else has went off in the bubble? There's got to be at least one more we can talk about. Kyle or Van Vliet from the Raptors? Well, I'd say – oh, we got two we can talk about, but let's talk about Kyle first. There's one Kyle. more I got to mention before 33 we – 33 points, but Kyle Lowry at 6-3? Well, let's put it in context that it's against the Rockets for one thing. Okay, but still, a guy Kyle's height should not be – Well, yeah, I know what you're saying. I agree, too. He had 14 rebounds. That's just, I mean, that's what happens when you got a 6 7 center. You're not going to get to the boards as easy. You can get boxed out. That's more boards than half the bigs in the league, some games. Yeah, that's like some Andre Jumman level stat packing right there. Like when you said Luke, Luca grabbed 20. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Was that, who was that on? Was that on the Rockets too? Or no, that wasn't even on the Rockets. Yeah. Was it? No, it wasn't. On, it was on the Kings. That team's. That's not even getting to the Kings. That's but just, twenty. Re, but they still have Bagley. But no, Bagley's hurt. Bagley's gone. Bagley's okay, not. Okay, then who? Who was he? Well, they got there? Rashawn. Well, it was Rashawn Holmstone quarantine because of the takeout. I don't know. They no, but they got guys that should be not letting Luca go in there for twenty boards. That's what we're he getting did. at. But yeah. Another, Do you have any others? Michael Porter Jr., back-to-back 30-point games. And this last game he had last night, he's the first rookie since the Kimmy Mutombo on the Nuggets to get 30 points and 15 boards. He's Which been shoot, He just. shot – he got 30 points on 57% shooting. That's insane to me. That Nuggets – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep saying it. I'm going to keep harping on it. But once they get Bull Bull in there and he's feeling it, and you got Michael Porter Jr., that's going to be a fun team to watch. With Jokic just whipping the ball yeah. back and forth. Honestly, I don't. I, I didn't mind Jokic at the one that one game. I don't know if I'd like to see him transition Murray to a two. I mean, Jokic already brings the ball up half the time. I guess yeah. they don't really have to change much. They can just move the way they want. They've kind of got good, like, defenders that can move their feet, like a Jerian Grant or a Millsat that can be at odd positions. Yeah, there's a lot of things that they could do. I don't it's think just, they're I, nowhere they near their ceiling. They're qu- actually disappointing somewhat, but it's good for them to know that they've got that coming up where they've got they're banking on it. And they've gotten these guys in seasons where they've done good and actually made the playoffs. And they've still been able to build through the draft even that. 
Which is impressive because usually the guys that make it to the playoffs are deep in the playoffs. Well, I mean, when it does help when every other team basically hands you a 7-2 guy with guard-like handles who can shoot. So, I mean. Shoot well, too, surprisingly. I mean, Detroit. I don't want to talk about Detroit. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) Do you Uh, have any other big ones or no? No, I think that's. I don't. Well, Giannis had his 33 and like 16 game, but I mean, it's Giannis. I mean, we're, we've seen that from time to time. I mean, that's it's just back to form. It's low key what you expect on our It's just back to form, and that's why he's the MVP. You look tonight, LeBron can't get his assist, and they're losing. And Giannis gets 33 and 16 like he didn't miss a beat. But, I mean,. Well, I don't want to get in an MVP, but maybe if LeBron had more time in the regular season, the regular, regular season to get it going, it might have been different. But Or it was just a better player this season. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, let's talk about the AC. It's been fun to watch the AC because now I'm looking at the standings right now, and it's got mixed up, especially with Memphis just yesterday lost Jaron Jackson Jr. to a meniscus tear. And tonight Jeez. they lost again, which is they've lost every single game in, when it's uh, for the play, uh, the seeding games. They've lost every single seeding game, so they're 0-4, which is insane to me. I was not expecting Memphis to just absolutely just die off like this. They're kind of done for, in my opinion. Well, yeah, it's not looking too hot. They still are uh, two games up on the Spurs. Portland's right right there where I said they would be. Because what uh, are they at? A game back. It's eight seeding games, right? Eight seeding games. Memphis is halfway done. They literally, like, their best finish would be four and four. Yeah, they even let the Pelicans win one, which is my, I like Zion, but it's the Pelicans are more focused on the future. That's all I'm going to say because that looks they for look me bad. the AC it's going to the Trailblazers. They I got mean, it. I know the Trailblazers aren't playing perfectly, but they're they can still get that that done. I think easy. I, I'm going to say it again. I think Dame has the best chance, if not able to knock off LeBron in the first round. I think that's scary for them because I like the Nurk on Davis matchup. And like we've talked today, if you keep Davis under 15, you're probably going to win. <laughs> Unless Kuz goes off and he's only went off once. We didn't mention Kuz. He did have a 25 point game, but that was once. Kuz has been highly inconsistent backing up LeBron because they don't really have a bench playmaker, especially with Rondo out. LeBron only looks for AD and never Kuz. Yeah, if, I don't get why they don't start Kuz at the three and just move LeBron. To, well, he's already at the one. Well, no, they got Case. They're screwing yeah, with the lineup. Why put Anthony Davis at the damn one? He'd be moving like a game. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. I'm well, kidding. they could just have him bring the ball up. I mean, he's already going to inbound the ball for him. If they want him to bring it up, they just pass it to him, but. Yeah. Yeah. But the surprise out of the the bottom series for me is Phoenix is a perfect three and zero, and like we said, D Book just had that monster thirty five point game against the Clippers with the game winner last night. Which is, I no disrespect to Suns fans, but like, who expected I, that? I mean, in your lifetime, have you seen the Suns in the playoffs? I mean, I haven't seen them win 20, 20 games in the regular season. I mean, by the time you watch basketball, <laughs> Nash is already pretty well washed up, and I think probably in the Lakers. 
Yeah, that would have been about. By the time I started watching, he was at like the end because I I remember him being at like the end of his Lakers days though. Oh, that was so bad. That was such a bad team with Dwight and. Dog, yeah. That was that's yeah, but yeah, the Suns are actually only three games out. It's probably not possible, but if they go perfect eight for eight, anything's possible with them. San Antonio, go ahead. Go ahead. What were we gonna say? I was gonna talk about San Antonio actually having a push, and if Memphis keeps falling off, San Antonio will move into that. Well, they're tied with the Pels right now, twenty-two and a half games back, and Memphis is at twenty and a half. And if Memphis, especially with their defender and twenty-five point a game guy Jaron Jackson being done, they're basically dead on arrival. Where, (laughs) where's um. Where's Utah sitting? Are they in the playoffs? Oh, Utah is locked up. The four. They're four. I don't know how, but they're four. Utah. They impressed me against the Lakers, though. Their ball movement was insane against the Lakers. Yeah, it wasn't enough to get it done. Jazz, that Bogdanovich is out because he got surgery because he thought they were done. But if they had Bogdanovich, they'd be in a better spot. Conley's inconsistency hurts him, too. But Mitchell's a rock, but he can't do it all. They need to get him more help or he's going to be gone in a couple of years. He'll probably take this one contract, and if they can't figure it out, he'll be gone. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can hit fourth seed year after year, but after a while, it's going to get boring. I mean, but my seed, I think it's locked up, the Trailblazers. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, Dallas is already locked in, so it's only the eighth seed is up for grabs, and it's going to be... I think it's the Trailblazers. I'd well, just... yeah, because Dallas is 12 games back and Memphis is 20, so yeah. But yeah, you got the show. The Kings are way out of it. They're not even, yeah. But the Suns are the only one that, if they go a perfect eight for eight, they could possibly swing in there somehow. If they somehow do that, I would be. D book on fire. I don't. D book wants it. Aiden's defensive. I don't really. I don't see it happening, but I mean, it wouldn't be the worst matchup against the Lakers. It would be better than the Grizzlies or even the Spurs with no Aldridge. Yeah. But the Pels just, um, I don't even want to talk about the Pels right now. Brandon Ingram's they're lost all this consistently. Zion needs his minutes, but they're worried about him getting hurt. Lonzo's lost his future. shot. <laughs> Lonzo had some of a consistency with his shot, and he must have just not been able to get in the gym or something because that he, died. he died. But uh, the next year, next year, they'll be back at it. But it definitely will be. Yeah, this is. Um, I'm not even gonna talk about the East battle for the East because it's just it's sad. Wizards are mailing it in, but yeah, Portland. I said it. I said it first podcast. I think I said if Portland gets in, that's gonna be LeBron's worst nightmare because Dame Lillard does not back down, and Melo is gonna. Melo hasn't won a playoff series since. When did 13? He won in 13 with the Knicks, because I remember that. They said that the Knicks the Knicks actually have won a playoff series before the Lakers have, because the last time the Lakers won a playoff series was in 2012, and the Knicks won in 2013. So that's how long it's been since the Lakers fans have won a playoff series. It's kind of so if Carmelo comes in with the Dame and them and knocks off the Lakers, he'll have won two playoff series before the franchise could win another one, which is insane to think about with his storied franchise as the Lakers. But they're not as um 
I don't know. I wouldn't say they're not successful, but to me, they're not as successful as you really think they have been. Wow. Yeah, but... They're still the Lakers. I the, know. the Lakers are good, but what they did here with LeBron, it's going to be good for a while, but they, they're they going to have to rebuild again, so they better win with LeBron because if they don't, they've sent their future down the river. They got Kuz. They better re-sign Kuz because that's about all you'll have when LeBron Unless leaves. they don't win and then LeBron pulls a Cleveland, I'm gone too. I don't him and Davis goes yeah we won't even get into that because that's way way ahead but yeah. that is I don't know hip hop try to pull somebody else trade yep. half the team like he usually does but get Kawhi or something like it you gotta get Kawhi if you didn't get Kawhi you would have got it in the free yeah we it's a weak move when Durant goes to the Warriors but if Kawhi went to the Lakers everybody would have okay, just okay, been happy okay. with it okay we're not gonna <laughs> All right. Um, uh, who's your early teams that you think are just looking really good in the bubble? Raptors, Suns, and Bucks. Yeah. And I'm not just basing that off, like, record. I've seen the Raptors play since they're my team, and they have ball movement very good. Like, they're moving the ball very good. You got the Bucks with Giannis. They're just a favorite. Just literally yeah, they did lose to the Nets last night, which was a little bit, little, a little bit. But every every dog has his day, as they said. And the Nets just got lucky that day. And the Suns, they the are Suns are throwing me for a loop because I've I mean. I don't think the Suns have been relevant since the Pistons have been relevant. So that's that's now pretty all bad. Of a sudden, so. The it was pretty close to no Nash was there till about 2012. So no, it would have been 2013 because they didn't make the the yeah. playoffs. So yeah, 2013 they were probably relevant till about 2011. But after that, that's they haven't. I haven't. It just seems weird to see Phoenix doing something. I'm not gonna lie. It is weird, but. It's enjoyable for, like, Suns fans because, I mean, like, they haven't really seen anything. Yeah, they don't even have Oubre right now either, which is the weird thing. He was a big push for them when they were they were, when they when started the season so well and they were, like, going on them. What they would do is they try to outscore them at the start and try to tire them out and ride that, like, 20, 30-point lead to the, to the end of the game. And it worked for a little bit for them, but... Yeah. One more... If all they need is one more good like pickup in the draft, and they could really, really, they could really do something. I think they need a good point guard to help D book out. Rubio's all right, but if they get a good young guy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but um, I mean, if they can swing like no, they can't do that. I was gonna say swing D low, but nah, D low. If anything, the Thames would swing for Booker, which isn't gonna happen. Maybe the Suns can swing for um. Simo. It was about to. Yep. <laughs> ben Simmons. Yeah, that could be a possibility. I don't see it. I don't think they have the pieces because the Sixers aren't going to want Sarge back. But apparently, Shake Milton's more of a clutch than player than Ben. Oh yeah, Shake Milton. Had to, let's yeah, let's get into that. The Sixers woes, as I'll call it. Ben Simmons at the four, I, I talked that up they so suck. hard. I should have backed off that a little bit, but I, 
I have no faith in Ben Simmons to switch positions at this point. He has looked like he is a shell of himself. At at this point, it's trade time. I think maybe move up in the draft, maybe trade him for a high pick or something. (laughs) Send Simmons to Phoenix. (laughs) If Phoenix wants to give up a pick, I don't know. Some place like maybe if Atlanta wanted to give up their pick. But I don't know. I like the Anthony Edwards fit, but... I don't know. I Simmons just, I thought the four would really work. I explained that I thought they could work on the double block, but he just, he won't slash. He wants to pass the ball too much. He's still stuck in that point guard mentality. I don't know if they ruined his potential to ever be a power forward by sticking him at the one, but he's played like, a, he's played like an Astros trash can for this whole seeding games, all of them. He had a nine nine point nine assist and like nine ten rebound game, but that was it. And that's not what you need. No, he's not playing well at all. He is just like a uh, like it's it's like it's hard to say much about them other than they so much potential, but so little given. I mean. I say that, but yet they were one shot away from conference finals last year. But it just seems like this team should just be torching people. But they don't know how to run. So. I would be fine with Tobias and Horford if you send Simmons down the road. I think that could be a decent lineup with Tobias and Thibel. I really like that Matisse Thibel. I wish Detroit had picked up him up. Be a good defensive two guard. But, again, let's not talk about Detroit. But. Not- but it's just, I don't know. They screwed up big time, and now they're paying it. They, they're not really screwed up. They just, I, I don't know if it's a Brent Brown problem, if it's a Ben Simmons problem. I think it's a Ben Simmons problem. Yeah, because Brent Brown's a Popovich. Off of Popovich. He ben just, Simmons, like you said, just can't get out of the pass-first mindset. He's got to get it. Well, he's fine to run pass-first, but... <laughs> Honestly, Phoenix. As much as I was like, no, but like him passing the D book wouldn't be that, but wouldn't be that bad. That's why I think it would be a smart move for both teams, honestly. But the problem is the money that they gave Simmons is going to be so hard to move. You're going to have to have, and you could move Simmons, but it would be hard to. Yeah. You know, I just thought of a crazy thing, but if it happened, it would blow the league. It would just blow up the league so hard. Is what? if the Bucks know that Giannis is not coming back, they oh, move Giannis for Simmons, who has a long-term contract, and they bring Simmons to Milwaukee with the shooters that they surrounded Giannis with the pass. And Giannis goes to Philly, and there's no doubt in my mind that that Philly team wins a championship if that happens. Okay, I like your imagination. That's that's far fetched, but it would work. I, I'm I saying if the Bucks know, there's no way that Giannis is coming back. If they don't win this year, there's no way. If they can't get him to sign a contract, they gotta move him. Unfortunately, he could be their franchise player, but they really need to get him. He needs to get them a championship, and they need to get him a championship. I think it's the second one. They need to get him one. Problem is they paid Middleton, so they have no they have no flexible cap. Lopez is a good ad, but there's like 
They don't have that Is second. They don't have a Siakam to the Kawhi. They don't have like that second guy that like Siakam and Kawhi worked so well last year, and that's what Middleton doesn't always work. He's a shooter, and if he can't hit his shots, he's not really a slash. They messed up so getting rid of Brogdon. They should have went over the cap to get Brogdon. But they didn't do that. So. <laughs> Bledsoe's just more of a playmaker, hits your occasional shot, good defender, but he's not anywhere near the 25 he put up in Phoenix. Maybe if he can get back to that... But that's not his role. The problem is they're kind of they think what they've got now is going to win, and it very well might. But if it doesn't win, it's going to look really bad for I think Horst is the GM there, John Horst yeah, in the front office. He actually graduated out of uh, Sandusky, Michigan, which is close to where I live, which nice. is insane to think about. But yeah, yeah. if he doesn't get them a win. If he if he can't build a team with Giannis putting up thirty three and sixteen, Giannis is not going to waste his prime years in Milwaukee, and that's going to be the end of that. But uh, this year, yeah. but this year out of the East, it's either probably going to be, it's either going to be Toronto or Milwaukee at this point. So if Giannis can get there, he's got to finish it. He's also got to get past the Raptors. Last year he couldn't do it, but he wasn't his fault to be honest. No, it's going to be Siakam or no, OG is going to be the one who's going to have to step up into Kawhi's role, which I call OG Kawhi with no off with little offense, even though he does have offense, but you know what I'm getting at. I mean, like, I get it. LeBron's kind of getting to the end here, but if he can walk down LeBron like you did, I think you can do it to you. I know Jan, but... What do you think the best first-round matchup is going to be to watch? Not including, I don't want to talk about the, like, the flux seeds, the ace seeds. Like, I know we talk about Portland Lakers that already. But, like, what do you think is going to be the best matchup? Do you think, let me see who's lined up right now to do it. Yeah, that's what I need to know because I haven't really looked at the standings that much. So, you're going to have, like, Toronto net. That's a stomp. Philly Toronto and, and Philly and uh, Toronto and the Nets. Oh God! <laughs> or probably probably Orlando's gonna move into that spot. So Toronto, Orlando, Milwaukee, Nets, which is gonna be easy for both those teams. But you've got you've got Philly and the Celtics, which Philly's just looking like hot garbage, even though they have been winning. Win that. And then you got Heat Pacers. Heat would win that. Heat will win that. Well. Depends on if the Pacers keep winning. That's movable, the Pacers and the Sixers. But let's look at the West because that's probably a more competitive. You got Dallas Clippers possibly first round unless Denver keeps winning and passes the Clippers. Clippers. I think Nuggets Mavericks could be interesting too if that's how it pans out. You also <laughs> you have Thunder Nuggets, which that's already a uh, rivalry game. I don't know I'm how many people lie. know about that. Uh, Chris Paul knows that's that's gonna be a fun one to watch. You got Rock, Rockets Jazz, oh lord, they're gonna run Gobert up and down the court. Gobert might have big games, but that's gonna be a rough one. Depends on if Houston keeps winning, because then the Thunder and Jazz could be it, and you could have Houston and the Nuggets, and then Houston run has to run oh. against a Bull Bull Porter lineup. I hope they run Bull Bull out <laughs> there if they do. That. But yeah, which one do you think is the biggest like 
the biggest one that could be very competitive, like the most if fun it one to watch. Mavericks and Clippers. Mavericks and Clippers, yeah. Luca, we'll see what Luca does in his first playoffs. Yeah. Because you don't know if he has another notch to take it up. He's already won a championship overseas. Yeah. I think big thing for them will be uh, whether Porzingis can get it going on. Uh, because Harold will be on him, or you'll have Zubak. But I, I don't. Porzingis seem. Go ahead. All those guys just seem like, like I mean, like other than that series, all the other ones kind of you kind of you should come out on. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one that can go both ways. Well, I mean, it's surprising just to to see the Thunder even in the playoffs where they're at. I didn't expect them to be even considered in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about the coach of the year uh, coming out? What do you think about that? BS. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to say the actual. Yeah. I I don't know about that one. I wish that Nurse had got one more vote and been at least really tri- tied. Kidding me? I mean, you got them to the sixth seed. They actually gave a coach that surprised the coach of the year this year, which is and my unusual. Booters, Walter, I know you said that, like, and I know it's not your fault, but like this whole they don't do repeats. <laughs> I didn't. They usually don't. I don't think they've done a repeat in a long time. Like, it's just stupid to me, but it's fine. I guess. I don't... I, I think there was no coach better in the NBA besides maybe Popovich, and he can't show up because of his weak team this year. Better than Nick Nurse, in my opinion. Nick I, Nurse is just... He has a different... He's mindset. just... I, I'm a big defense guy, so when somebody's just a monster defensive coach... It just really just I like that I like defensive code I like defense in general. And like, how can you, Mike Budenholzer, coach of the year, but yet our Nick Nurse's defensive scheme literally destroyed Giannis. Yeah, I don't know any. I didn't shut down Davis as well the other day. Shut down Davis and LeBron. So it's like, what are you? I'm trying to see. I'm looking now, and I have not. I don't see any back-to-backs. Yeah, so I don't know, like, what they're... Like, I mean, I guess if that's... Yeah, this is... Budenhauser, this is... He's the first coach to ever go back-to-back. I don't think he should go back, but whatever. He's won it four times. Mike Budenhauser? Or no, they've tied. He's won it twice. He's tied with other coaches for... For the fourth most uh, in winning uh, back-to-backs is most coaches have only won it um, three times. You've got Don Nelson, Pat Riley, and Popovich that have won it three times, but none of them are back-to-back. But he's already at two. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, it should have been Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. He'll get it eventually. I'm t- He should. He, I feel like next year he's pretty well. Unless his team severely falls off, which I highly doubt that. If they didn't, if they do well this year, they're going to do good next year. This is the year that I thought they would fall off. Right when Kawhi leaves, I thought it'd be a disaster. 
I'm not going to lie to you. Well, it helps that they had OG sitting on the bench that didn't play last year, just ready to go right into that position, which is like, he reminds me of young Kawhi. He really does. Yeah, young Kawhi was not offense. Young Kawhi with no offense, well, not no offense, but more of a mid-range and layups and occasional dunk, but nothing special. But, yeah, they're... Nick Nurse should have won the... Should have won it. Yep, that's what I'm going to leave it at. We'll have to wait and see how the other ones pan out, but I think think that's what we're going to call it this week. I've... Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're on YouTube, feel free to leave a like. If you're on the podcast platforms and you've downloaded the podcast, so thank you for listening again or for the first time. Thank you, guys, for coming through to another one. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, This was abnormal with me getting my wisdom teeth taken out, but I don't think I'm going to do that twice, so we'll see you next week.